Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Battle of Alberta and Rogers place tonight. Preseason action game four for the Oilers. Eskimos in action against Hamilton. The hockey game on 6.30 Chad. The football game on Kissin. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex, your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, and ITs. You can text us at any time at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, one of the largest volume Ford dealers in the province. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, the birthday boy himself. At Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. In this hour for Horse Racing Alberta, who present live standard bred racing every Friday night and Sunday afternoon in 23 seconds time, Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector, and another member of Team Canada in 87. We had Wayne Gretzky to open the show Brent Sutter, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. Oil Kings, who named uh, Scott Atkinson their captain today. Edmonton Oil Kings take on Red Deer Saturday in Red Deer. Return engagement Sunday here at Rogers Place. Big, lots going on this week. You've got the, uh, the Oilers and the Eskimos tonight. Hey, got the Bruce Buchanan signing tonight at Audrey's Books. Golden Bears are in action tonight against the Calgary Dinos in hockey. Tomorrow, the Golden Bears football team take on Saskatchewan. And then Sunday, the Oil Kings. All right. We bring aboard as we head off to a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Mark Spector for the horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live standard bred racing every Friday night and Sunday afternoon. Hey, Speck, I know you uh, you got a new book coming out here, right, on Team Canada, but not the Canada Cup stuff from 8487, more the World Junior stuff? Yeah, it's World Junior book, yes, not yeah. the Canada Cup. Exactly. All right, well, we talked to Wayne today about 87. And yep. uh, obviously, 84 and 87, a lot of discussion there. We're going to have Brent Sutter on a little bit later on, who had maybe the greatest world junior team of all time. But when I th- mentioned 84, 87 Canada Cup, what do you th- what, what, what do you recollect from that? Well, 84 was the one in Calgary, correct? Yes, and Edmonton. Yeah, that was that was the one where um, that was the one where 
Paul Coffey fired a late wrist shot, and uh, I believe it was a was it not a Sutter that tipped that puck in? May have been uh, John Tonelli. Or, or Mike Bossy. It was, it was that line. That line was on the ice. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, it was an Islander, the Islander line. But you know what? That was a really good series. But I think if if you have to pick one, right? You know, the 72 series, it's been a league of its own because it was the first one. And the Russians were so strange and all that stuff. But in terms of all these World Cups, Canada Cups, uh, you know, the one they had at Madison Square Gardens that time, uh, the Challenge the one, Cup. That was the, the Challenge yeah, Cup. Yeah, the Challenge Cup. Of all of those incarnations of international Canada-Russia hockey, the 87 Canada Cup is clearly the the standard bearer. Three, six, five games. You know, and Fuhr had to play his butt off to only hold the Russians to five or six goals. He was still great. Uh, absolutely the best. You know, the probably some of the best hockey players ever to play the game all in their prime, Bob. It was really something special. Yeah, we were lucky to watch it, weren't we? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Yeah. You know, I mean, compare that to the World Cup today. The World Cup, uh, I'm not an anti-World Cup guy like a lot of people are. Uh, the Olympics are great, too. But, uh, you know, the all-star Canadian team with the Great Islanders and the Great Oilers versus basically the Red Army team, like, there, there just is no comparable today, Bob. The hockey landscape has shifted and changed. They're, the Russians can't give me a Red Army team anymore, right? And, and it, you know, it's just not there. No, 100%. Mark Spector joining us. Sportsnet Spec, Bob Stoffer with you. Spec, we got a Battle of Alberta, the first one tonight. Uh, the Oilers, uh, with an underwhelming performance last night, it cost a lot of guys because there were significant changes that made today to the roster. 13 players, uh, nine sent down that don't need to clear waivers and four on waivers. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, unfortunately, some guys just missed out on some opportunities last night, didn't they? Yeah, and, you know, I, I want to say things like let's take Caleb Jones, for instance. Like all of us who watched Caleb Jones come up last year and play a little bit, and, you know, he played pretty good when they were playing him 16 minutes, and then Todd McClellan ended up being forced to play him a lot more than that. You know, he got up to 21 minutes, 22 minutes, and he couldn't handle it, and, you know, that was not unexpected. But my point is, Bob, we remember watching Caleb Jones in the NHL, and we all thought, you know what, he's, he's almost ready, and he's pretty close, and this is a guy that's, you know, that's coming along and all those things. What you have to remember is Ken Holland and Dave Tippett didn't watch Caleb Jones yeah. last year in the NHL. They don't have that, that memory that we have. So he had to make a fresh, new impression on a head coach. And, you know, I'm not saying he was bad in the preseason, but he was just okay, you know. And then he got the... He got paired with Keegan Lowe in the game last night, and that pairing struggled. Both guys did, and yeah. next thing you know, time to go to Cologne and get down to 30, and Caleb Jones is on a, is on a plane. Uh, Tyler Benson, Cooper Marodi, Ryan McLeod, a thought on each. Ryan McLeod needs to go to the minors. He's a first-year pro. It's the right place for him. Yep. Uh, Cooper Marodi uh, is a nice player, but I'm not convinced that he's not just a really good minor league player yet at this point. He hopefully will prove us wrong, but... Yeah. Uh, at this point, he skates like a minor league guy. And Tyler Benson, will his skating will improve. His development will improve. He's missed so much time. Uh, you don't score 66 points in the NHL in your first pro season ball by mistake. He's a good player. He's going to play a long career in the NHL. He'll be back. Yeah, as a 20-year-old as well. I mean, that's another factor in it there with Tyler Benson. Uh, and, oh, sure. and I do see Benson a little bit differently than Marodi, and maybe that's unfair. Me too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Me too. Better player. That makes better player. And and I'll say this: I look at McLeod. This, he's got NHL speed and he's got NHL size. I look at Samarukov. He's got 
you know, he's got the size, and he had a better camp this year than last year. So, but here we are. Uh, Mark, I'm getting... First-year pros shouldn't make the team anymore, Bob. No, you know not... First-year pros shouldn't make the team, especially when they're third, fourth-round pick. Yeah, so 100%. Those guys go to the minors. It's exactly where players go. It also, and Dave Tippett alluded to this today, Mark, it also provides us more opportunity. You know, he talked about the difference between Yurko and Nygaard, and he talked about the difference between Haas and Cave. And right now, Cave's outplayed uh, Haas. Haas is trying to get acclimatized to the North American game, and Yurko's look better than Nygaard. Give me your perspective on those four players. Well, I think Dave said it best that you have to give Nygaard and Haas a break. They're just playing in North American hockey for the first time in their lives. You know, what's Yurko? How many games has Yurko played? 100 games? Uh, no, he's played 200. 200, 200 201 so, NHL games, Mark. Th- there you go. So he's, uh, you know, we don't, at this moment, he's playing better than Nygaard. But what Dave Tippett wants to know is he's not worried about this moment. He, if you could tell him that Nygaard was going to get acclimatized and pass Yurko by, that's what he's trying to figure out. You know, there is a deadline coming, Bob. We can't wait till January to make this decision. So, the coach is going to have to watch Nygaard. Nygaard better take a little bit of a step in the next couple days, uh, next couple games, because there. I think, I'm going to say, I think the Oilers would prefer Nygaard over Yurko, but Nygaard's got to make him think that way. And Yurko, you know, and he, he was good in the first last night. Everybody went away last night. Yeah. And you know what? We're getting texts coming in, and Epstein's mother has texted the show and said, Bob, should the Edmonton Oilers be concerned about Miko Koskinen? And I would say, all right, first game wasn't perfect, you know, but the fact is he did get beat up high a couple times. Mark, what do you think? Well, I'm going to say this. I'm concerned about Miko Koskinen. I was concerned about Miko Koskinen in July and August, okay? So I'm concerned about the Edmonton Oilers goaltending big time, Bob, big time. Right. Let's make that clear. This is a major question mark. Now, having said that, give Miko Koskinen a chance to prove us wrong. The first game, you don't judge a goalie in his first game. You don't judge Mike Smith in his first game. He's coming off the flu. Give him some time to prove us wrong. But I'm here to tell you that every single magazine, sports writer, radio guy, TV guy in the hockey world is looking at the Edmonton Oilers and going, their goaltending's not good enough to make the playoffs, Bob. That's what everyone is saying, and right now I'm saying it too. Mark, we're going to see uh, Laguson, Bouchard, Manning, and Bear. There's basically, if we assume, and uh, there are a lot of people on Matt Benning last night, and it was a tough night for a lot of people, but hey, we know, Cle- I-, I think it's safe to say, do you have Person making the team? Well, I think so. I think so, yeah, but I'm not done with that quite yet, but I think so. Yeah. So You know what? This training camp's not over. We haven't picked the team yet, Bob. <laughs> no. And you know, I guess where I'm go- I was going to ask you, between Laguson, Bouchard, Manning, and Bear, who do you think's got the best chance to grab the seventh spot? Well, here's what we know for sure. Uh, Bouchard's not playing in the seventh spot. He's going down. Right, Ken Holland will Inle- not unless it. he's in the top six. Yes, he's okay. not playing in the seven spot. He's not playing a seven hole. Uh, uh, I would very much doubt that Bear is playing the seven hole. I'm going to put him in with Bouchard. They're not playing in the seventh defenseman role where they sit in the press box. So I think you and I are talking about Laguson and we're talking about Manning. And I think Matt Laguson's a little bit older. I think the way he plays, they would they would probably allow him to languish a little bit in the press box if he had to. Uh, I guess to me, the question is this, Bob, and I'll ask you. Can Manning play well enough that when he gets in the game, he's not going to hurt you? Is there enough defenseman there that he could be your number seven defenseman? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about Lagasin is right now, he's like he's outplayed Benning right now. 
Yeah. Right? And that's, I don't, I don't, you know, Manning's had the one game, and I just know that they're big on William Lagason. They like this guy. And, oh. I mean, I think they think that he can be more, like, I got him slotted as a third-pairing NHL defenseman in a couple of years. Like, maybe this is the year that he does it. But I don't see him being a top-four D-man, and I've got some people that have said, don't be so fast. He might end up being a pretty effective shutdown defenseman. Okay, wait, left shot, right? Left shot, yes. Left shot, that's the only problem. I'm, I was going to say to you, Bob, play him in the third pairing with Russell and put Benning in the, in the seventh hole, but uh, you want Russell on his left side and you want a right shot defenseman if you can. So that, to me, is probably something the orders are wrestling with right now. Yeah, and the other thing that's clear here, Mark, is this team is playing differently. Uh, the amount of time they work at the end of practice, uh, in terms of defensemen, uh, the, the team is more compact. You know, five-man attack, five-man back. They're playing structurally more like a unit. They're deploying middle zone breakout. That's what they're working on most in practice. And last night we saw with Haas, he had a misread. Kleppbaum put the puck exactly the way they've been practicing, and Haas wasn't there to pick it up, and it almost resulted in a goal. But I, as you know, I've always believed that you need more options just rimming around the boards. And tip, yeah. tip it and play for trying to put that structure into place here. We'll see how that transition's moving forward. Well, this, this, the two practices in in uh, Kelowna, I suspect to be very much sort of teaching practices, Bob. I think there's really good. This is, uh, you know, he's down to, what's the roster today? 33. It's really only 30 because that roster includes Yamamoto. It includes uh, Logan Day. It includes uh, Starrett in goal. So he's down to 30 guys. Right. And and he may even cut a couple after tonight for all we know. I think they're going to go to Cologne on Sunday and Monday, and they're really going to go hard into the into the teaching aspect. They're going to come back with some set lines next week. This will be the last week where Dave Tippett says, okay, enough looking at young players. We're going to put this NHL team together. This is his week to coach up this club. That's Mark Spector. Specs appearance is brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live uh, Harness Racing, Standard Bread Racing, Friday nights and Sunday days out at Century Mile. Spec, we'll see you here tonight. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thanks, Bobby. That's Mark Spector. We'll take a quick timeout. It's 121 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. 124 in Edmonton. Want to tell you, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South downtown north side in Sherwood Park locations. To NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done 
on time, every time. Elite promotional marketing. The birthday boy, Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Well, Habs forward Ryan Paling out indefinitely with a concussion. The injury likely happening on a hit from Florida's Dryden Hunt on Wednesday. Michael McCarron is also out six weeks with a groin injury. Veteran Lightning D-man Dan Girardi hanging up his skates after 13 NHL seasons. He spent 11 of those as a New York Ranger and was unsigned to this point in the preseason before the announcement. The Rangers did sign restricted free agent Tony D'Angelo to a one-year 900 $25,000 contract, which is the exact same deal that Brendan Lemieux signed with them last week. D'Angelo was the 19th overall pick back in 2014. The NHL and NHLPA and PWHPA, which is the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, they announced a partnership this morning to help grow both the women's game and the game as a whole. The Edmonton Oil Kings open the regular season tomorrow night down at Red Deer. We'll get more details on that from Brent Sutter. Sunday, they're back home to host the Rebels. Four o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place. The U of A Golden Bears also hosting the UFC Dinos tonight at the Claire Drake. That's the front half of a home-and-home as well. The return match going tomorrow in Calgary, Bob. All right, 125 at Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. This text comes in from Steve from Kingston. He says, Bob, you're talking about the 1987 Canada Cup. One of my first dates with my wife was Game 3. Well, (laughs) he must have had a heck of a first date. And she ended up being your wife. Awesome, Steve. You can text us at 630, 630. Oh, that's funny. Oh, if you only knew how funny that really was. Uh, here we go. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie. My thoughts are certainly different from most, but I always liked uh, Ethan Bear's upside more than Caleb Jones. Jones has a tougher time mentally. He wears it a bit. Bear doesn't, and that's why he can pass better. I want Bear paired with Clefbaum. I also want Lagason a nurse and Russell with Bouchard. Although a better pairing uh, would be Dylan from the Sharks and Bouchard. Okay. Is Dylan still with the Sharks, or did he get traded? Didn't he get traded? Didn't they trade one layer defenseman out there? I wonder if the Oilers move uh, Benning plus for Dylan out of Grand Prairie. Okay. They moved one of their D-men out of there this, this summer, did they not? Was it Braun? Was that the guy that got traded? To the, who, who did Is Chuck, he in Ottawa now? Uh, <laughs> well, that makes for bad radio. Somebody went to Philadelphia. San Jose unloaded a contract. And somebody uh, ended up... Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. You're right, Bob. As per usual, he is with the Flyers. Who's that? Braun? Braun, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I so Dylan is still in. So and and the orders would have, I mean be taking on a lot more money if they took Brendan and Dylan for Matt Benning. I'm not sure that's the sort of deal that uh uh makes a lot of sense. Bob, Mike Bossy scored the game winner in overtime against the Flames, against the Flames in Calgary against the Russians back in 1984. See, our listeners know their stuff. There you go. They know their stuff. You can text us at 630-630. Brian says, happy birthday, Brendan. Hope you have a great day and hopefully a, a couple of drinks to celebrate. I don't think I've ever actually seen you drink before, Brendan. <laughs> it's probably can, a good thing. <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you, I did have a few pops. I was invited to Brendan uh, Ulrich's birthday party. Did you know that? 
Uh, I did see the pictures online. Some yes. some surfaced. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, when you work in the sports industry, you're on the, you're on their time. Did you so. know? Did you know that uh, I'm technically not allowed to be photographed in a bar? What's the technicality? I, I don't even know. We have to talk to legal. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, we're having fun. It's going to continue. Brent Sutter coming up. He is the owner, the GM, the head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, also a member of that team with Wayne Gretzky back in 1987, one of the uh, greatest uh, hockey series ever played. Uh, we'll get some thoughts on the Rebels and the Oil Kings, a little bit of 87 talk after a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.